Hello, I'm Brett Gilliland, host of the Circuit of Success podcast, and here's what's coming up on the show. Take inventory and look at your results in your life. If what you're staring at is not something you enjoy, is not something you like, or it's something you would like to improve, consider that you are in control of that. Because the opposite side to not being in control of your own outcome is that you're a victim. Welcome to the Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland. Today, I've got Elle Scott with me. Elle, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. It's a little warmer, I believe, where you're at. It's uh, oh, just yeah. a tad warmer, maybe like 60, 70 Over. degrees warmer. Maybe like 85, but yeah. I'm not rubbing it in. <laughs> no, exactly. And that's okay. That's okay. At least I'm looking out. I'm seeing sunshine and it's beautiful out. Uh, at least, uh, you know, as beautiful as it can be in January or I guess February now, isn't it? February here Gosh, in greater yeah. St. Louis area. So, well, yeah. Elle, we're going to dive into a lot of great stuff. We're going to talk mindset. We're going to talk uh, iridology or you're an iridologist, which if I'm even saying that correctly, I am new to this. I am learning about it. I saw you on another podcast. I'm like, hey, we got to get her on here and learn about this. Uh, but before we do that, uh, I would love to just kind of dive into the backstory of what's made you the woman you are today and what's gotten you to where you're, where you've gotten. Sure. So, uh, first of all, a huge fan of mindset and I had the privilege of being raised by two entrepreneurs so my mom and my dad who were mainly in the real estate and construction field. And they were introduced to a lot of mindset. So as a young child, you know, 10, 11 years old, I'm reading Ogmandino, Zig Ziglar, you know, <laughs> um, and of course, the, the all famous Napoleon Hill, which uh, I consider that guy just my, my mentor, though, never met him, but his yeah. books are very impactful to me. And so that was always at the forefront uh, growing up. And I ate it up. I wanted to know everything about how one manifests, how one directs energy. I was that kid. And I also had a very strong desire to be successful. And, you know, I had done a lot of different things. I tend uh, or had bounced around to a lot of different industries and tried different things. You know, obviously, did the, did the high school, college, uh, played college uh, collegiate golf uh, for nice. Irvine. And that was fantastic and fun, uh, but I wanted to try something else and really make it into something that would make me a lot of money. Not that golf wouldn't professionally, right. but it's, I wasn't that competitive. I was that, right, I was that gal that you know, told my coach, well, why can't I smoke a cigar and wear you know, skirts while we're competing? He's like, you're not college <laughs> material. <laughs> yeah. That's not community. how it works. Okay with this. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, Right out of college, went into technology sales. So software, um, I mean, obviously at the time, there was still, uh, we were still using mainframe. We were still using Excel as base for our software yeah. programs and such. And so I got an early start into software sales, uh, worked a lot with the state, uh, state government, and then went into more software and then cloud and spent about 17 years in that industry, which I absolutely loved. There was just you know, different types, watching the this the technology advance so quickly. Obviously, business acumen, I got to travel. I worked from home, made my own schedule. So I got really, really spoiled very, very quickly and, and really enjoyed that. But during those times of working from home, I was doing a lot of humanitarian work. 
also something instilled in me as a young kid. You know, we were constantly uh, supporting families in different countries of need and things that were more on the home front, like helping rebuild schools for Indian reservations and such. So all of this formulated kind of this, this drive to maybe move away from the technology realm. I was immensely successful in it, but eventually wanted to kind of move away into something yeah. else. And that's where kind of iridology comes in. Yeah. So tell us, uh, tell our listeners, what, what is iridology? So for a, for a guy like me that doesn't know anything other than obviously has something to do with the eye, uh, what is iridology? Sure. So iridology is the only soft tissue analysis at present uh, that exists. And basically it's a snapshot of your entire system or your entire health. So lymphatic system, skeletal, uh, muscular organs, uh, you know, endocrine system, and then the skin and digestion, all of it as a whole is a picture of your health and it's historic information. So for example, um, you know, if you're, you're formed in the womb and the genetics that are passed down, we can see some genetic uh, in, or inherent weaknesses or dispositions within the iris. But basically we use all that information from you know, womb to now and basically build a roadmap to your health and where you want to mm. go with that. So it's, it's pretty fascinating. It's eerily accurate. So my, one of my favorite things about iridology is I won't know a single thing about your health, about who you are. Some, I don't even know their genders, which is a question I obviously have to ask depending sure. on uh, things that show up in the eye. But then I return that analysis back to that person and they look at me like I just did some sort of witchcraft because it's that accurate. And so what, like so are, are you doing this with an eye? I mean, am I taking a picture of my eye right yeah. now and texting it to you? And then we're going to do this live on the podcast or like, what, like, what do we do here? Like, how do we do this? What, yeah. what is somebody listening to this? What do they take away from that? Yeah. Great question. So, you know, back in the day and, and iridology has been around since the 1800s, the suspect is it's actually been around since, you know, ancient Egyptian times, but nothing's documented mm. or things that we can't understand. But uh, up until the 1800s, it's been um, a, a study. And then uh, Dr. Bernard Jensen brought it into the States in the 1900s, and it became a practice. But the technology, of course, now we have is in our hands. And we can use the cameras and our phones. And most of my clients are from all over the world. And they do take a close-up picture with their phone and send it to me for analysis. I also can take it with uh, what I call the magic cam, and it's this Frankenstein-created custom camera that gets up really super close in the right lighting, and it can get these super crazy cool pictures, but it's not necessary anymore because of the technology we have in our phones. That's amazing. So so if I did yeah. that, and I send it to you in your office, and, and so what, what type of stuff are you telling me? So again, for our listeners or people watching, I'm taking a picture of my, with my iPhone of my eyeball. I'm sending it to you. So like, what are some examples of things that you've done lately to help people, you know, better their lives, right? Become the best version yeah. of them all from a dang picture from their eyeball. What is it? Yeah. Gosh. I mean, it's, it's everything from getting their energy source back, right? I mean, you have people out there who have hardly any energy or they're in constant pain. Um, I tend to, to move away from using, um, you know, labels because, but it's easier for people to understand that. So like arthritic type 
symptoms to anything from a stage two, three, four, five type of situation. Um, And we really only use, and, and, and all we're using is information that the nervous system is returning to the iris, right? And saying, hey, I'm in this part of distress. A lot of this information, you could not even be experiencing in your now. This could be stuff that we see that could that could actually become an issue in the future. So it's it's even it's even more of um, a preemptive strike, if you will, yeah. to some of the health issues. But um, mainly, what I'm doing is is my focus is the lymphatic system, because literally that's the only way for someone to get healthy at, at a at a deep level, healthy to get out of you know systemic pain and chronic issues we always go back to the lymphatic system because that's your sewer system. And that's where we focus in our work to help people, you know, relieve whatever it is. And let's, so let's just assume I had that issue, right? And I had this pain and I had this lymphatic system that needed the cleaning out. So then what is it, is it my diet? Is it exercise? Is it, uh, you know, taking vitamins? Is it all the above? What does that look like? (laughs) Sure. So, uh, you know, there's different levels of detox and we, we call it detox and really it's cleansing, but it's a deep cleansing, right? It's something that not a lot of people really utilize, but is becoming more popular as we start to you know, deep dive into the science. But um, it's really mainly through diet. You figure your sewer system is everything affected by what you take into your body. Mm-hmm. So... From the deepest levels of detoxification, we're talking, of course, changing it up to more of the base chemistry. When I say base chemistry, I mean there's only two sides of chemistry. There's the acid side, which is corrosive, and that's what causes all the pain and inflammation. And then there's the base side of chemistry, which is closer to alkaline, but not to the extreme, because that's where you're going to get some issues. But uh, you're really going to look at kind of your base chemistry fruits and foods, like fruits, berries, melons, some of the softer, you know, fruit, vegetables, and then strong herbs, not necessarily Mm. supplements because those are slightly different than herbs. Supplements are, as they say, um, but the body prefers synergistic herbs rather than elemental supplements. Uh, But again, this just comes down to choose your own adventure. How deep do you want to go? What are we looking at when we look at the eye and the state of your health? And that determines how deep we go and kind of the direction. But usually it's, it's in those two realms. It's always diet. And then, of course, I stress mentality. I stress intention. I stress that non-physical side of this because if you don't want to be well or if you don't believe you can't be well, then we need to start working on that first. Yeah. And that's hard to do, right? If, if, if you and I both agree with that, I would think we, we love the mindset. We, we believe in positive attitude. You know, my wife and I talk to our, our kids all the time. If you, if you think you can't, you can't, if you think you can, you can't, right? Either way, you're right. Uh, and it's all about right up here and what we're thinking. And so, so to talk to our listener that may not believe to the level you and I believe that that's possible, what advice would you have for them? I would say, first of all, take inventory and look at your results in your life. If what you're staring at is not something you enjoy, is not something you like, or it's something you would like to improve, consider that you are in control of that. Because the opposite side to not being in control of your own outcome is that you're a victim. 
Yeah. And no one wants to admit that they're the victim, right? No one wants to sit there and say, well, yeah, I'm absolute victim and I'm just, things are happening right. to me. Right. I think majority of people would say, no, no, I'm in control of this. I, I, I'm going to take control of this. And it's really empowering. First, I would empower anyone to understand that that really is the case. You're not just, things aren't happening to you. But that also is something I would empower someone and say, you can change that. And that's me handing back your responsibility. Back to you. Yep. And start there and then just try it. Just try small things. Don't go big. Don't say, you know, next thing I want a Bentley in my, in my uh, garage in two days and you're over there you know, chanting for it. Try something small. <laughs> try. It is taking and action always, every day, right? And taking action. I mean, there's, there's a lot to be said, different schools of thought. You know, we've, we've listened to many masters and read many books. So there's different ways to go about it you can also tap into the way you feel because feelings are a vibration. They, they often help direct our thoughts or let us know where our thoughts are pointed and where our energy is going. Uh, but yes, ultimately take action, but don't replace action or don't replace mindset with action because then you're going too far. You're just going to try to effort your way through everything, yeah. which if again, intention, I can get a client and they can say, I don't believe in any of this, or I don't believe I can be well, but I'm going to go do everything you tell me to do. It's not going to work. You no. can't action your way to belief. That's right. Belief, belief is simply a thought you continue to believe. Or, well, uh, it's funny you say that. So the circuits of the circuit of success, hence the name of this podcast, the first one is your attitude, right? I always say you decide where you go. You decide when you wake up, you're going to be a victor or a victim, right? So yeah. once I decide that, then there's my belief system. Because between the two, there's going to be this thing in life we call rejection, right? And rejection is going <laughs> to get me on my day of like, well, crap, I woke up in a great mood, but... Uh, this little light on my phone is bad news, right? Well, then it comes to my belief system, right? And I'm going really quick here on this, but my belief system, then I ultimately have to take action to get the results that I want, right? And so when you hear it laid out like that, attitude, your belief system, the actions ultimately get your results. What do you think about that? I, I agree, right? There's, uh, we're, we are human beings, not human doings. However, yeah. When you, there's, I always say only take action when you're in alignment. That's the most important part because taking action out of alignment isn't going to produce anything, but there always has to be a level of action. Almost you wouldn't be able to help it. If you're right. inspired and you believe in it, you're like, there's nothing that could hold me back from doing it. So yes, there's always that level of action. It's, it's a, it's a whole look to your point. Those are all connected. So I would love to know, I like this question, uh, probably hence why I ask it, right? Um, but if, if I were to follow you around every day and I'm, I'm hanging out with L. Scott and I get to have a camera and see, show people, these are the no-miss things that you do every single day. What are those things for you to be at the top of your game? Sunlight, for sure. And if you can't yep. get that, um, you know, I get that everyone's got a different climate. Um, do your best to get some form of self-soothing type energy, right? Get, get some sunlight, get some warmth. If you're in the colder regions, 
um, maybe get into, you know, something that, that energizes you because we do need those elements and that's sometimes tough in the winter. So I get that. Uh, but yeah. for me, it's, I get out, I get, I need fresh air. I need sunlight or just daylight. And then, um, I, of course, I, I don't jump right into my work as much as that. And through my 17 years of being in the career, that can be tough. You know, your salesperson wants to know how are my deals going. Right. But I really make sure that I start my day off with aligning myself with my energy, checking in. How am I doing today? I go take my walk. I, of course, that's a form of meditation. And I tap in and set my intention with my energy. I may not be setting the intention of I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and this, because again, I want to make sure that energy and the feeling and my attitude is in check first. So uh, that's usually what I do every single day. And then I start my day off with fruit, um, whether that's I eat it or I juice it, because again, I'm breaking that fast. So I'm moving my body a little bit. I'm breaking my fast with the most cleansing, astringent properties to keep my system uh, good. And again, I've fasted all night long during sleep. And, um, and then I jump into my work, you know, with, yeah. with clients and whatnot. So I'm, I'm constantly communicating with them um, and making sure that it's on all fronts, not just doing eyes, but when we do health consults and I'm, I'm checking in, how are they doing? This is a process. And then providing more uh, encouragement on the mental side or throwing in more resources to keep them keep them going on this and then I always leave time to do nothing this is the other thing blank nothing literally just stare at the wall <laughs> I I really I really stress that in this in this day and age we have instant gratification with information everything's pinging us and I really take a point to sit in a state of silence and do my best to not to do anything so I just can decompress and receive whatever you know inspiration I need to. Which is hard to do, right? As a go-getter, as a, a hard-charging person, I think it takes practice to do that. I mean, for me, I, I, yes. I do that same thing, but more of a meditation, breathing exercises. and But it's really hard. Like even this morning's was really, really hard to do. Like I just didn't want to do it uh, for some reason. And I don't normally feel that way, but for today I didn't want to do it, but I did it. and But I'm glad I did mm. it, you know, and it, but it's really, really mm -hmm. hard to do that. It is, you know, back in the days where I was surfing every day, um, when I, I lived in Southern California, so I'd get up, I'd surf every morning in Dana Point wow. and really enjoy it. But let me tell you, I am not a fan of cold at <laughs> all. So there's no warm water like we have here in Florida in Southern California, but I would have to give myself that pep talk. No, you are going to be so much happier after you do it. And it's going to set your tone for the day and it's salt water, which is energizing and wonderful and cleansing. So I totally get it. And some days I'll force myself and I say force or rather I empower myself to do something that perhaps I may not be ready to at that moment yeah. and be good. And then some days I honor the fact that it's just not going to happen and something else is pulling me. So I'm, I'm not a rigid person whatsoever with my routine. I love it. What, uh, what are you glad or what, what risk are you happy that you took in your life? Um, that at the time was scary as hell, uh, but you did it and uh, you're glad you did it. I would say leaving what I considered the best role and job I had ever had. And that was okay. with the last company, AWS or Amazon. 
fantastic company, loved my teams. I was succeeding beyond any other years that I'd been in this career. And I was making the most money in my life. I mean, everything was fantastic. And to step away to work on personal business was a very, and I swore I would never do that. You know, I had stepped away many years before just to take a break. I really just wanted to shake things up. And I literally became a flight attendant for a year and it was a blast. Oh yeah. I mean, like I said, total just random out of left field. Uh, I wanted to try it out. And I thought, well, um, when am I ever going to say I can do this? I'm not going to wait till I'm 60. So I took a break at one year, took a break, went to uh, Nepal to rebuild homes after their really devastating earthquake and became a flight attendant, enjoyed the travel and serving people. And, um, and then I went back to, to work, but I swore I would never do that again. Hmm. It's not that it was a horrible experience. It was just, you know, anytime you leave that very lucrative career and that stability, there's always the unknown. And I swore that I would, I got that out of my system, but I've always been an individual who my number one is to one, be happy and fulfilled, but to help people. And though I was helping people at a level in my industry, I really wanted to help people at a deeper level where I felt like I'm one of the only people that can do this. You know, I'm replaceable at these companies. Hmm. Though I love these people and I'm doing a great job and succeeding, it's time for me to step out and it was, I mean, I, I have to say to the level where there were mornings where I wanted to just throw up wow. that I could not Scary. believe I was going to, yeah, it was. And I at least had myself to a financial position where I could, you know, had my investments, had the support of family and friends and it scared everyone else too, but I made the leap and it's been like, what the most hell rewarding. are you doing, Elle? Oh, like you're an idiot. Don't you? Oh, and also in the best community or best uh, economy we've ever had. Yeah. I mean, we're talking, go, you know, we're in, all these companies are just laying people off left and right. Yeah. So if you weren't already in there, you're not getting a job. The, yeah, so right. to watch this industry also take a really big hit was tough in my heart. But I looked back and went, gosh, I'm. I'm in a position where I have something that's super fulfilling and I can, I can grow. That's mine that I, that can't be taken away from me. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. so true. And there's so much p- pride and power in that, isn't there? I mean, to know you're building something. I mean, I think of our advisors that, that work here, you know, almost 40 advisors and it's like they work for themselves and, 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 and nobody can take that away from them. The clients that they've built, the clients they have, there's something about it in my opinion to when you go out and do something on your own and build something, I mean, it's scary. Don't get me wrong. Right. And and you earn every paycheck you've ever gotten. uh, But man, it's so worth it in the long run. It really is. And I, uh, I think a lot of people really struggled with the, you know, the pandemic and and the shutdown. And of course in LA County where I was living at the time, um, you know, obviously a newly uh, Florida resident for obvious reasons, but it was really tough, but it, and a lot of people cursed it. It, it yeah. really hurt a lot of people, but it also helped a lot of people. I up and left LA County during the shutdown, grabbed an RV, remodeled it and traveled around the country because I could. 
I would just, I, I, I couldn't stay still. I 70% of my life was traveling. And so yeah. when everything shut down, I had a very emotional, emotionally hard time with that. I couldn't see my clients. That was a big deal to be in front of people. So I just up and hightailed it out. Um, but it created a lot of opportunities for people to really look at what was important to them and step forward with that. So I think we see a lot of these wonderful companies and entrepreneurs be birthed out of that struggle, which, you know, if you read any of these books, you know, especially you know, Think and Grow Rich and, and whatnot, it, some of the best were birthed out of that failure. When you, when you think of Think and Grow Rich, I just had... Um... Uh, she wrote the book, uh, Mrs. Lecter with, uh, with, uh, the rich dad, poor dad. Couldn't think of the name of it for yes. a second. She was just on my yeah. uh, podcast. And, and so, uh, we talked about Think and grow rich. She works for the Napoleon Hill Institute. And did, did you ever, yes. like I, when I was a young advisor in my twenties, I had these design statements, we would call them, right. That came out of that book, mm-hmm. things I would say to myself, these, these kind of pep talks. I mean, I still have them to an extent, you know, I carry on my journal. And so did you have that? Do you believe in that stuff? What's your thought process there? Uh, Absolutely. Again, it goes back to, uh, you know, what are you, what are you telling yourself? What are your beliefs, right? Right. Thoughts become things. So for me, there were always um, just one liners, right? Like um, nothing great leaves my life without something greater entering in after it. Or if this, if not this, then something better. And those were just my little things that I would, I would tell myself and just kind of walk in those, but it was constant. They were my statements to myself that I'm good no matter what. So yeah. I love that. So I want to talk now about uh, pity parties. Okay. I I call this bounce back theory. Okay. And so the bounce back (laughs) theory, whether you're in sport, you're in business, you're at home, you're at education, the most successful people at the top of their games, in my opinion, bounce back from defeat very quickly, right? You get bad news in a sales deal. Sucks, right? Emotionally, it sucks. Maybe financially, it sucks. But you bounce back. The best salespeople bounce back quickly. So when you hear me say the pity party or the bounce back theory, what's your pity party look like? Oh, goodness. I'm not sure if I have one. Um, okay, I, would, I love I say, it. At least I, I will say that I've... Um, I've experienced them quite a bit, maybe a long time ago though, but mostly in relationships. You know, I've, I've been blessed with, like I said, that success mindset, but I didn't have as strong as belief in creating my own reality around relationships, uh, specifically romantic ones. So my pity parties probably happened then in that context. Okay. They were very short-lived, but it would... Um, it would never involve anything that would be detrimental to myself. I was never a self-sabotager. I would never go just, you know, dive into the drinking or, yeah. or tell myself that I was, you know, bad. I think it was sometimes, hey, you're a little much and you just maybe need to find someone who can deal with that level of energy and that level of uh, drive. Um, so there's not too many pity parties going on thank goodness anymore i love it um yeah so what uh when you hear the word fear i always ask this question of how many of the fears you've put in your mind have actually blown up to the magnitude you put them in your mind to be oh very little yeah i think we have a great way of making things bigger than they really are right um thank goodness they didn't show up 
as uh, as badly as sometimes I would. But um, I think uh, I think probably the most most recent one was probably the the leaving Amazon, leaving the job. Yeah. Is that fear of the unknown? Even though I can sit here and say I'm going to create a, a magnificent uh, give back to the world and something that's valuable. I, I kind of saw that being a little bit more of a struggle than it, than it really actually was. Yeah. So, It's amazing, isn't it? The things that we can build up in our mind, just like one little like thing can, and it can just blossom and blossom and blossom. And I think that, you know, it's one thing I hope people take from this podcast. And for me, I get asked all the time, what's, what's been your biggest takeaway? You know, there'll be actually this, uh, this weekend, this Sunday will be my sixth anniversary. And I've interviewed, I think you're the 323rd person. And, and it's amazing, right? What you learn out of almost 300 and something hours of interviews, which is a long time. Um, but I have learned that the, the, the most successful people and everybody I've asked that question to, the fears don't blow up to the magnitude we put them in our minds to be, right? But we do that, and I've done it a million times. And so I hope that people, whatever fears they're having right now, if they're working out or they're driving down the road, they can take those things and say, you know what? It is a fear, but I'm going to choose not to listen to that fear to this level today. And I'm going to take one step closer, one, one action step to get closer to where I want to go. Right. That, that's the biggest hope I have for people is to believe in themselves, believe big, and then go make things happen. Yes. You make a really good point is I, I've learned something over the past few years that uh, I found that those, those moments of trepidation or hesitation started to get a lot shorter because I had learned from, I believe it was uh, one of the I think Abraham Hicks or Jerry and Esther Hicks and some of the things they were saying is stop the momentum of that thought, you know, give, mm, if you go past 17 right. seconds of that thought, you then create another one that is akin to that thought. And then what happens after a minute is now you put it out into the universe and it's on, it's in creation mode now. Right. So do your best to tell yourself, I get, 15 seconds to think about this thought. And this is how I do it now. Because if I really want to think something, you know, that's not empowering, I give myself 15 seconds to have that pity party, if you will, or that, you know, disempowering thought. And I don't let it go beyond that because I realize that that will create another one to harmonize with it. And then I only have a short amount of time before I actually put that out into the universe. So yeah. just stop the momentum. Do anything I to love stop that. the momentum. That's a really powerful saying. Just stop the momentum. Stop the momentum. Stop I love that. Yeah. Um, so when you see this, uh, this F greater than P sign in the back of my microphone here, that, that's our mission statement, right? And so that's the future greater than your past. We help people achieve a future greater than your past. And so when you hear that, it doesn't mean you had a bad past, but I would assume if I'm in a room and there's a thousand people in there and I said, how many people in here want to have a future greater than their past? I would assume most oh, people yeah. would raise their hand, right? So um, <laughs> yes. when you hear that, achieving a future greater than your past, what does that mean to you? The first feeling or thought that comes to my head is massive impact. And I really, truly wake up every day wanting to make a positive impact in someone's life and helping them to, you know, just empower them to go carry that on as well. I want to create a world of givers, givers of, you know, in value, 
givers, not just someone who gives of themselves to a point where it's self-depraving or it hurts them, but true giving that helps other people to do the same thing and create that chain reaction, right? Um, I would say that I would also... I'd also love to see uh, this, you know, for me, continue on with this path. This has been something that I've loved since I was young, you know, iridology, health, and so forth. And in the past, I doubted it. In the past, I always, you know, went back to the things that were comfortable. And I feel I'm beyond that where I've now opened up to the point I can't ever go back because this is just too amazing what, what we're doing. And I would, I would say that my past has always kind of had this bounce back to the safe. So the future is definitely a lot brighter than the yeah. past. Well, it's, when I hear you say that, I think of, I call it the comfort zone callus. And I picture this little circle as your comfort zone, right? And we keep button up against it and, and we create this callus and we just can't get through it, right? And so we got to figure out another route to go. And, and I think it's, it's easy for us to do that, isn't it? To go back to what's comfortable. Um, but we have to get, we have to get comfortable being uncomfortable in my opinion. And so that's what it takes. You're following your dreams right now, right? It may have been the scariest thing you ever did, but you're following your dreams and that's, that's super impactful. Yeah. And I definitely want to, uh, in some way, you know, I obviously don't know everything. There are people who have far more success and have done this for much longer than I have. But if I can inspire someone to just rip that bandaid off and do it, then then I've, then I'm, I'm fulfilled. I love, I love, it. I love just being able to inspire. So I'm assuming you got a cell phone pretty close to you there. And, and if I were to I steal that cell phone from you, what are the, besides <laughs> email, because you got to have email for work and all that stuff. But if I stole it from you, what's the one thing that you hope I don't take and delete off of your cell phone forever? Wow. That is a really cool question and not where I <laughs> thought you were going with this. Um, what's the one thing I wish you wouldn't delete? And we can go too. I want to know, I'd be curious in where you thought I was going with it. We can go there a second, but after. Oh, I thought you were going to say, if I were to look at, you know, other than email and stuff like that, like go to my Instagram, like, what do I search? And you'd see a bunch of watches and classic cars, really. Exactly. (laughs) To be perfectly honest. It's amazing how that stuff Um, just keeps showing up, isn't it? I'm like, my goodness. Oh yeah. They know exactly Uh, what you're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, given we're in the world where everything backs up, but I would say, um, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't delete the, uh, the text messages from my family. Like, let's just say if those weren't backed up, those, those text messages and, and my friends and just those, those are oftentimes the things that I look back on and, and realize. And, and I say this, some of those text messages are really painful. Some of those text messages are also super positive, but that's what's gotten me to where I am today. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. What yeah. would you say there's any apps or anything you, you, obviously there's all the social media stuff and you can grow a business that oh, way, yeah. but <laughs> any, any apps that you use that are, that are really helpful for you to be productive? Oh, great question. Um, I, I love, um, there's a few, so I love good notes. It's, it's just where I dump all my thoughts. Um, I'm not a big writer. I'm a big audible person. So I will just yeah. voice notes into that um, and let it, you know, kind of like an Evernote uh, is one of those. Um, I also, gosh, there's so many. 
you almost forget which ones you use on a daily basis. I know, right? Um, my, my white noise app, I am one of those people that cannot sleep without it. Like, <laughs> I thank God they made this app because I, I have gone to different countries and they didn't have fans. And I, I think I just stayed awake for four days straight because well, of it. Well, it's funny because so, yeah. I, I have a really bad... <laughs> I have a bad experience with that. My buddy, Chris, I, when, when you show up to your guy's golf trip with 20 guys and you're one of the last people there, you get like the worst room and you have to share a room. Right. And, and my buddy oh, had, he had a white noise thing that was so freaking loud. I couldn't even sleep a couple nights. And finally one night I got up and I'm like, I'm turning this damn thing off. And so I, I turned it off and you know, I tried to fall go? asleep and all of a sudden he cranks it back up. I'm like, golly. So I told him I never want to hear white noise the rest of my life. Uh, but that's oh, right. I, yeah. I was, I'll throw out one. I thought the reason I asked that I, yeah. I love these, but I heard of, uh, I just got Basmo, B-A-S-M-O. I'm a big reader and oh, it tracks. Okay. You like kind of hit start when you read and then it tracks. And then when you're done, you obviously hit done and what page you're on. And it tells you like, it, you know, at this level of speed of, uh, of reading, this is when you'll finish that book. But you take pictures and you can audio the stuff you're learning from the book. And it keeps it all compiled in one spot. So now throughout the year, I can go back to those books anywhere I'm at and look at the highlights, my notes, my nice. thoughts, all the stuff. Cause you know, something triggers you in a book, right? And it's like, Oh, I need to do this, 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 and this in my world based on what I read in that book. So for me, I'll just share that to our listeners or share that to you. I thought it was really, really good. And it's very helpful if you're a reader. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to download that. And you said it was Basmo, B-A-S-M-O. Yes. Okay. I'm going to well, take a look at that. Well, this has been awesome, Elle. Where can our listeners find more of Elle Scott? Sure. So uh, social media is, is obviously a great place. Um, I'm more active on Instagram. Uh, and my handle is uh, show me your set and also show me your set.com. And that's, that's probably the best way to, uh, to get a hold of me. Awesome. Well, I hope people will take uh, the, uh, the, the advantage of taking the picture, sending it in, and let's learn something. Cause I, I even saw in my research that they can, you could diagnose like lower back pain and kidney type stuff from looking at the eyeball. Yes. If I read it correctly, your ego is in your eye. I mean, that's amazing. Yep. It is. You know, the one thing I always tell people is, uh, you know, that you use the word diagnose and we, as iridologists say, you know, can't diagnose, but you know, cause you get all the medical terms, Sure. but you absolutely can see all of this. I mean, if you can think of a symptom, you can think of something, uh, you know, a dis-ease, we can look and see the root cause of that in the eye. And, we, and everything we see is repairable. Unless you are missing an organ that has been removed, I obviously yeah. can't stick that back in your body, yeah. but pretty much everything is, is addressable and repairable. And it's pretty powerful. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, we'll put all that stuff in the uh, show notes, Ellen. It's been so awesome having you on the Circuit of Success. Thanks for being with me. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. And thanks to your listeners. All right. Well, that's awesome. Thank you very much. Cool. Love My pleasure, man. On. Thank you. And uh, I'll... Uh, I'll send, I'll send some stuff over your way and uh, my eyes and stuff. We'll, we'll take a look at it. Yeah, that would be great. Um, and let me know how I can, obviously, you know, 
share your stuff and, and promote your channel. I love what you guys are doing. So awesome. I will do that. Yeah. We'll have yeah. all sorts of uh, social media stuff that we'll have made for you. And so you can collaborate with cool. us on Instagram and all that would be very helpful. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, awesome. thanks so much. Keep in thanks touch. So much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, Same. absolutely. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Right on. Have fun.